Welcome. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie and joining us once again. I feel like he's on all the time. And I don't know, did you apply for the trademark? Because I don't know if I should introduce you as Jackson or Snackson. Why? You tell me. Um, we're, we're whichever one you feel like, you know what all I'm right. saying? Depending on how you feel on, on any given day, you know what I'm saying? If you like me a lot or you just like me a little bit, it depends. You know. So well, I like you, you a lot, um, but let's launch into the first one. And I think we will go with Snackson, okay? Because okay, cool. she might like this. This uh, is Snackson Tuesday. <laughs> it really is. We have to begin with this saga, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, his children rumored to feel sorry for their father. I think we can all understand this, but let's launch into the latest details, shall we? According to page six, Willow Smith and Jaden Smith want privacy for their parents. A little hard to walk it back. The siblings reportedly feel bad for their dad. Will Smith, as Jada Pinkett Smith, continues to make bombshell revelations about their marriage as she is promoting her worthy memoir. Really unbelievable, the details that are just kind of spilling out or I'll say she's regurgitating them. Uh, Here we go. They know he has been going through a lot lately. And this isn't helping, a source told Entertainment Tonight Monday of all the recent headlines about the couple's secret separation. They wish some of their family's private matters remained private, Insider claimed, alleging that Will 55 has been trying to stay busy by hanging out with good friends and his kids. Page six with the reporting here, the source added, he's trying not to let any outside noise impact him. Will loves Jada and feels like he has always had her back and always will. He has been trying to be supportive while also taking care of himself. Willow and Jaden's rep has yet to respond to page six's request for comment. And didn't they just say they wanted privacy for their parents? You know, but hey, page six. With the reporting there, despite fears of the family breaking apart, Jada, while speaking to Hoda about her memoir, Worthy, claimed that despite separation, the parents are working on their relationship. Both at the same time, I mean, you're on a tour talking about your husband and everything, all the dirty deeds, talking about another man, a dead, well, iconic rapper working on the relationship. The Today Show, there you see her. Let's go to the video, uh, see for yourself. If you find another great love, or if Will finds <clears throat> another great love. There's no finding another great love, and I think that's the point. It's like, we are in a place now that we are in a deep healing space, and we are really concentrating on healing the relationship between us. So. It may not be the divorce on paper anymore. There's no divorce on paper. I mean, not on paper. There might not be a divorce in theory anymore. Yeah, no, we really have been working hard. Oh, see? Okay. Well, person. I didn't That's know that. I, we the might whole I was trying to take it. Well, I, wait, wait, wait. I totally missed that on the whole thing. That's wait, the whole thing. So, wait, so wait, just so I'm 100% clear, you were divorced, not on right, paper, wh- but now we might be a point where we're back together. We are working very hard. At bringing our relationship, yes, bringing our relationship together. Back to a marriage again. Back to a life partnership. Yes, because here's the thing about husband, wife, marriage for me, for my healing process. I came into that with very specific ideas, right? 
very specific ideas that were blocks to me just seeing yeah. Will as who he is. Yeah. He can't be this perfect, idealized yeah. husband. Yes. Yes, of course I not. have to be able to accept him for the human that he is. He yes, accepts me for the human that I am, and we want to love each other there. Okay, so you might like live in the same house and have this. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Will Smith didn't have a song called Dear Mama, okay? But remember when Coke changed the formula? And it was new Coke, classic Coke, brilliant Coke, whatever Coke. They walked it back because they said, you know what? We have to send a clear signal here. Divorce, no divorce. I don't know what she's saying there. Uh, despite praise by some, well, you've heard it. You've been talking to people, I'm sure. Many people are tired of this entire drama. Can y'all please take us out the group chat? All your business, we don't need to know that. I don't care if it's a lie or if it's all facts. Can y'all please just take us out the group chat? Somebody tell Jada Pickett Smith to leave us alone. Why? Why you keep giving us stuff we don't ask for? She's doing a book tour right now. I guess the book is called How to Publicly Embarrass Your And it's probably a great read. It's probably going to be a New York Times bestseller. Because if she don't know how to do nothing else, she knows how to publicly embarrass this man. You know, at a certain point, you have to say, enough is enough. Ma'am, stop talking. Leave us out of it. Everything I know about this people's relationship, I have learned against my will. I'm so tired of knowing these people's business. Yeah. <laughs> you ever just, well, I'm hungry, so I'll use a food reference, snacks, and you're eating the perfect tuna melt. And there's this nagging fruit fly that, you know, you can't get rid of them. And it just keeps buzzing around your tuna melt. And it makes it so unappetizing. You're not even hungry anymore. We're not even hungry for one more nibble of this train wreck of a story. What's your take? Well, you know, when it comes to Tupac, it's Tupac died when I was four years old. I'm 31. You know what I'm saying? He's been gone for a long time. The man's not around to speak for y'all's relationship. And at the time, what was Tupac was like 24 when he passed or something like that? 24, 25. Y'all were literally little kids when y'all were seeing each other. It, it, so like it, it, nothing, everything you're saying, like he's not even around to defend it. But, you know, furthermore, y'all ain't got to be together. Your kids is grown. Y'all got little babies. You can break up. But what's most important is, you know, like, Jada, you Jada could get attention for like anything she wanted. She could start a foundation. She could start another movie. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think she produced uh, Cleopatra or helped produce it on Netflix, and they like made her black, even though Cleopatra was white. But like you could do other stuff like that. You're beautiful. You could start a clothing line. But no, 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 we got to do this. And and, yeah. and it's it's kind of pathetic, you know. Like I, I don't really know what else you want people to say. Um, but uh, yeah, y'all could just go away, but apparently that's not what they're going to do. Yeah, why do you have to pen this memoir? If you need someone to talk to, you don't have to pull out that broken red table. You could just start a group text, okay, with <laughs> your girlfriends. You could pour yourself some wine. I don't think she likes it sweet like a lot of us do. Maybe, maybe Pinot, right? And you could... Vent, talk, you go to counseling. I find it, I find it, um, I don't want to use the abuse word, but for the reporting to be such that Will Smith has been supportive of her and he's trying to care for her while 
sidebar footnote here for himself, is very telling about this relationship. And it is interesting because when you talk about Tupac, who's no longer with us, she obviously knew him. They they had a relationship. We we don't know, right? Only one of them is here to discuss it. I don't want to make the shady room. Shade room, is it, Jackson? Yes. But I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Tupac, okay? I spent a lot of time with him, sat across from him at this critical period in his life as he was incarcerated. Otherwise, he would have run away from me. But he needs someone to talk to, I guess, when I showed up. And he said a lot of things. And he wrote me some things. And he mentioned her, okay? And again, she knows him far better than I did. But the things that he revealed to me about this woman lusting after him, and there was another Hollywood star he mentioned consistently, it it did not seem like this mutual surpassing eternity connection. That's a snapshot in time, and I'm just one nosy reporter, okay? I'm just telling you my memoir. Um, What do you make of her? Some would say exploiting this this rapper's his legend. Uh, I I think it shows that she has really low self esteem in a lot of ways. Not just for that, but for everything, because she also says similar things about Will about how they're you know endlessly together. They can't break up. There's no finding anything better. So, I mean, it's just kind of hollow, you know, and, and, and when you look at her in the interviews and she's talking all slow because she's trying to walk people through it, you know, like, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like my parents, for instance, like they've been married for over 40 years. So it's not. And I'm just saying that to say, like, there's quite a bit of people who have had longer relationships, longer marriages than they've been together that have had better marriages than they've been together. And there's other people in Hollywood who have much healthier relationships. And again, typically. I mean, well, first and foremost, the only reason we talk about this at all is because they can't stay out the media. But um, I think that they would both do better to just 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 get a divorce. It's really not that big of a deal. Y'all going to be all right. Y'all been together. You saw it through. You got kids. Move on with your life and leave us alone. Yeah, it does seem rooted in this coercive uh, control, if you will. She's the gatekeeper. And again, what do we know? Jackson, we're just on the outside looking in, but you are peeling the curtains open. You're back. You got us by the neck and say, you better watch this. Okay. But she does seem like the gatekeeper. You know, the reporting that he's perhaps not as close with his family back in Philly. Okay. That people are fringe players unless they go through her. And that's historically been this relationship. But parts of it remind me, this Tupac part. Let's go back to that. You ever watch the show Love After Lockup? Where a partner will say, I've you know, been dating someone for seven years. We've never met. He's on the inside. And I put money on the books and I sacrifice and I do everything for him. And they are serial sometimes, these people, daters of incarcerated men or women. And I suspect with my bubblegum PhD that it's because they can't run away from them. You can't run away from them. That's my man. I know where he is. I know exactly where he is every minute. And I am also someone who's incarcerated and I stay by the phone. You know, that recording comes on. And I'm not saying I know this personally, but the <laughs> recording comes on, Jackson, that says you're getting a call from an inmate, da 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 da, on and on. Is that worth the quarter that I used to get that bubblegum degree? Do I make a point or no? Uh, well, your point in that one, in terms of the man not being able to run away. 
Um, but also too, you know, having a sense of power and importance and purpose in that situation. And I think this goes to, you know, sometimes you got to be willing to leave people. Um, it's worth sticking by people's side if they're not abusive, if they're not going, you know, like doing things like lying and, you know, stealing from you and stuff. Sometimes it's going to be rough, but if someone's just disrespecting you, then you got to walk away, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, a business uh, situation, whatever it is, uh, you got to be able to walk away from people. Otherwise, they're going to treat you the way that you're letting them. So, uh, you know, Will could do whatever he wanted, but I guess, you know, bad marriage for life, as they say. Them two literally said that together, yeah. and, and then they bumped this. <laughs> well, they did. And yes, you need to walk away from, I would suggest she, you know, he trains with Usain Bolt here. Okay. He's got to get away from her at rocket speed to get back to some sense of himself. Um, I, I do know there's been, and correct me if I'm wrong, team sightings, a sighting of Will Smith, but he's not the one who seems to be spewing this stuff all over the place. It's interesting to me, but not surprising that young people, their children, if we're to believe page six, are the ones who are pumping the brakes here, being thoughtful and saying, yeah, we're we're concerned here. They didn't use the words, but I will mental health. Our dad's mental health could be at stake here. We're concerned. What say you when she's still going on tour? Like you said, they don't need the money, okay? And doing this little, I don't know what they were talking about. I still, do you understand the clip with Hoda and Jada? What on earth was she saying to her? And I felt like Hoda was pretending that she understood it. I mean, if it's what she said, if they haven't been together since 2016, then that means that they that they don't sleep together either. That matters in terms of bondage. And I'm not trying to get all yep. into that. All I'm saying yeah. is just 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 separate. Like, Will, go and do your thing, man. I mean, just do your thing. If she wants to be on a tour and doing all the memoir stuff, let her do that. But let her do that as your ex-wife and just go on about your life. Uh, it, it, you know, I don't know if he'll ever really be able to truly move past uh, him going on stage and doing what he did to Chris Rock. Not fully in terms of like his career kind of maybe will plateau, but he's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go on, just go on, live your life, divorce the woman and go find you another woman in time. Let yourself get over it. You know, take your time. Yeah. But move on. I tend to think that mostly um, women get dumped on. Right. But I think in this case, the only way to move past it, I think he can have it all back. I think he can be best friends with Chris Rock if he does one interview, not at a red table, not with her interviewing him. Hell, where's Wendy Williams? Can she come out of retirement <laughs> for, for 24 hours with full producer support, a glam team? And let's get to the heart of the matter. That, I think would give him a groundswell of support. It's not an excuse for physically assaulting a man who, please, he wants you to leave his name out of your mouth, okay? Chris Rock is done, okay? <laughs> He's it, you better stop, okay? I don't know what went down there, if he asked her out or not, and I really don't care. Like maybe he sensed that she might take him up on the, listen, and free to do what you want, okay? But doesn't seem like certain people were off limits, so maybe he felt like, this is what we do. Is that a cheap shot, Jackson? I, I look. It, it, I I don't know. I think at this point, I don't think it really matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it really matters. 
Um, I don't think Chris Rock's probably ever going to be interested in being friends with him again. But, yeah. you know, at this point, we sitting up here talking about this because of Jada Pinkett. That's why we sitting up here talking about this. And uh, if we continue to talk about it, it's going to be co- because of her as well. But I guess it's it, it is a little fun. You know, how can you not? Everybody's jumping in. Yeah, because just when we go back to work, we I pack my daughter's lunch. I'm doing laundry. I'm filling in for Dr. Richie. She's back. She's back. <laughs> and now I'm not getting anything done. So I would like her to knock it off. Um, so we're going to move on. She has consumed enough. And we'll wait for the next installment. Let's move on to a student punished for twerking. Don't come to the South, baby. Don't stay out of the A. High school senior Kaylee Monet being told by Principal Jason St. Pierre that she wasn't living in the Lord's way was the least of her worries after being removed as student government president, stripped from her student of the year consideration. And had her scholarship recommendation rescinded, all because she twerked on video. Pretty amazing. Look at all those certificates. When she turned around and twerked, poof, it's like she didn't work for any of it. Kaylee Timonay, 17-year-old senior at Walker High School in the southeast Louisiana city of Walker, faced disciplinary action after a video posted by a DJ on social media showed her dancing at a homecoming after party behind someone who was twerking. The Advocate reported, Lena Blackstar bringing us the story. They said they didn't want her representing Walker High School. She was totally shocked. Student's mother, Rachel Timonay, told The Advocate. He told her she wasn't living in the Lord's way and questioned who her friends were and if they followed the Lord. She said she didn't know how to answer that. I'm like, ask them. And they said it was a yes or no question. Meanwhile, She's sobbing. Rachel said her daughter had been dancing since she was two years old, is trained in hip hop, has been hired to dance for Disney, and has even danced in that style during school performances. Contrary to how it may appear, Walker High School is a public institution, no religious affiliation. The principal of this non-religious school, however, proceeded to print out Bible verses for Timonay. Some comment on how many teachers in the school teach their religion in secular classes. Look at the Disney picture, couldn't be more wholesome. Does Minnie Mouse twerk? Does she, Jackson? I don't know. Yeah, she be twerking for Mickey Mouse, you know what I'm saying? She'd do that, but- Look how long they've been together. (laughs) I think this is just lame and also really callous because look, at the end of the day, she's a kid, you know, know, and, and it's dance and- you know, you, you do stuff like this to people who are like in their mid to late 30s and 40s who do something egregious in the workplace, you know, like sleeping with someone in, in the workplace or like, you know, sexually harassing people. That's the type of stuff that like gets people booked or banned off of things. But to take all of these certificates away from her that she clearly worked hard for, it. she's in a point in her life where you know, like th- this is the budding of her opportunity to make something of herself. It, you know, like she's not really mature enough. She hasn't really been through enough yet to just kind of, you know, like when you get older and you're just used to life kicking your ass. You know what I'm right. saying? She's a kid. She's yeah. a kid. So I think it's just, it, like I said, it's, it's lame. 
unfortunate and uh, give kids a, a break. I'll give them a break. a break. And it's also very angering, apparently, because residents of the Louisiana town also shared their anger at seeing the team punish. With a local What's Going On in Walker Facebook group flooded with similarly furious sentiments towards her treatment. If I was her parent, I would hire a lawyer, said one who felt the principal clearly overstepped. Daily Mail with these postings. They said it was an after party and didn't happen at school, said another. So no, he had no rights even approaching this girl about the dance and what happened to freedom in the USA. Another resident said, it's supposed to be a public school. How are they gonna throw religion in this? Now in a statement to the community posted on the high school's official website earlier this month, Pierre acknowledged his actions and said he planned to speak with the family. He wrote that he would reinstate Timidae to her student government role and continue to endorse the student for her scholarship. Gee, thanks. Yeah, and already took it back, okay? Now you're gonna call to colleges and say, Sorry, whoops, okay. While the conversation was met with the best intentions, I do understand it's not my responsibility to determine what students or others' religious beliefs may be. That should be the responsibility of the individual. However, Rachel said his statement and change of heart came too late and that her daughter's scholarship deadline had already passed. As WAFB reported, the mother has reached out to attorneys about the situation. Uh, but there's a turn. This story takes a turn, folks. As in an effort to create solidarity, students are allegedly being prompted to turn in their own twerking videos. It's a twerk fest in Walker. According to the report, Pierre has to take leave for the remainder of the academic school year. Some parents and supporters have worn shorts saying, let the girl dance, and have prompted other students to turn in twerking videos. Is that taking it too far? Kids are going to twerk Jackson, but if they're going to do it, let it be organic, I suppose. Parents encouraging them, rebelling, Pierre saying, I can't look at this. I've got to go home and watch something on the internet. Probably yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. It was kind of creepy too. Like, uh, send, send in the, why do you need them to send in the videos? Like, like, what is this? Like, is this the like pre-digital age? Are we in the analog times where like, you know, send in your notes? Like, what what are you talking about? Like, they could send you a twerking video and have 50 more on their phones. Like, so it's just really weird through and through. And, you know, also, you know, the whole theocratic element to it, like, well, this, this isn't inappropriate. But also, I mean, like, how did you even really notice this that much? Yeah. You no, know, like, it's just just all around. But it is Louisiana. It is the South, you know. So that that does say a lot. I won't say, you know. But it's just it is what it is, brother. Okay. Yeah, it's just it weird. That's kind of creepy. It, right. I don't yeah. know how he found the video either. But right. Google. So you put in Google search, twerking young teenager. No, nah, okay. he might want them to send it in because you can't you can't Google stuff like that too much because they'll mm. be like. I, 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 you know what I'm Undercover. saying? Yeah, Matt, like, the, uh, yeah, nah, this is just, this just gets creepier the more we talk about it. Yeah, it does. How should this situation, though, resolve itself? Because I've been thinking he was so dogged in his initial approach. I don't know that he can be rehabilitated in a way that he belongs around these students because this is so fundamental. It's just so clear what you don't do and reduce to tears and Bible verses and all kinds of shaming. I don't think he should be bad. Go on leave and stay. And at some point we'll stop sending a paycheck. But what say you, how does this town of Walker 
Louisiana, resolve this issue? If they can get rid of him, I think they should, because like you said, this clearly is how he's going to approach things. It probably isn't going to change. And he seems like somebody that isn't really ready to change his path. You know, like, no, I get criticized. I'm going to do it even more. You know, he seems like one of those people. So uh, if they can get rid of him, I think they should. And, uh, you know, I don't have any kids, but I can imagine how these types of things really draw parents in because it impacts uh, your children's lives uh, because for most of the day, they're at school. So if you can't get this guy out of here. Yeah, uh, it's a problem, but we'll keep watching the situation in Walker and maybe they should cease the twerking for just a little bit, just a little bit till dust settles and we can see who everybody is. You want to twerk, you'll keep twerking after that. If not, you'll stop. I'm Sharon Reedham for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. This is Indisputable. We're right back. Um, you know what time it is. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Yeah. Al Jazeera, the man threatening UNICEF workers, fundraising, they're fundraising for Palestine in the Italian city of Milan here. Um, loud, abusive, aggressive, angry. He's got on that vest, Jackson. That blue vest means humanitarian. I'm just here to raise money, not talking politics even. I don't know that raising money for families. Children with nothing. What does that have to do with your anger, sir? Very telling. What say you? Nothing. Well, when people do stuff like this, it always, you know, including the the tragic story of the guy in Chicago, the seventy one or something year old man who stabbed up that that six year old boy. It's like, what type of ripple effect do you really think you're going to have by doing things like this? And, you know, this, you know, luckily was far less violent than that incident. But it's like, what what impact do you really think you're making here? You know, by bullying or confronting or harming a couple of people, you know, the same thing, like when people run up in churches or schools and, and shoot them up. Like, how much of an impact do you really think you're making? Um, it just, you know, goes to show a lot of things, but specifically uh, how powerful anger really is um, and, and hatred. Uh, you know, it, hatred, if it comes in any of our hearts, can, it can consume you, turn you into a different person completely. I don't know who he was before this, but again, I think it's just uh, high emotion makes us very irrational. It, it makes us not think beyond right now. And so unfortunately, we're seeing stuff like this explode all over the world and, and here as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And there's this thing, right? Because lots of people are angry. Lots of people live in this duality, a state of duality. 
Maybe they're yelling at the TV. Maybe they're sick of it all, right? Maybe they don't agree with the commentary. Then they go to work, they pan on a smile and they suppress it. This thing where you have to get it out and you have to hurt someone, a stranger. That to me is the case study, Jackson. I don't understand that unless at the core, there's this deeper level that goes beyond hatred. I don't know the word, but it goes beyond hatred. And there needs to be some self-reflection because I think you're reflecting perhaps what is truly inside of you. And it can't be that Palestinians are your true deep core focus. Might be your distraction, this hatred of people, a distraction. But I tend to believe it's a reflective thing. Am I going too deep with it? Um, no, you know, I, I think again, you know, like when it comes to just uh, high emotions, anger, and hatred, there's a lot of stories that people can tell themselves. And, you know, whether it's this guy or anybody similar like that, um, they tell themselves that the Palestinians are evil and that they're out to harm the Jews. And, you know, Jewish people have gone through so much turmoil for thousands of years. And these are just a, so, you know, when you tell yourself a story like that, that's how you're able to carry out terrible, you know, acts. And, you know, it, it while it, it does have strong impacts on communities, when you do carry out these types of things, uh, you know, again, it's like you're just not in your right mind. So, nah. uh, you know, we, we definitely got to do what we can to spread peace and, and, you know, make sure people see that there are victims uh, in this bloody conflict. Yeah. Well, I guess, thank goodness, we're not seeing an increased level of this kind of toxic behavior. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. What's going on? Yeah. You want to get in my car now? You want to get in the car? Maybe. Stupid ass. Keep going. Keep going. Feel better now? Do you feel better? This incident occurred in San Francisco. These male Karens harassing a man wearing a Palestine shirt. That was the crime. Users online have speculated that this nasty, toxic duo perhaps works in the tech industry, finance industry. Stereotyping, but they look apart. The this aggression carried out in a unison, right? They were like those swimmers. What do you call those swimmers who compete in the Olympics? They wanted to do this together. They fed off of each other. They had the energy from each other to target this person. How do you handle that besides recording the event, Jackson? I mean, you can get violent back, but that's not really a good idea unless it's, you know, purely in self-defense. Um, but I think, uh, you know, there's been uh, calls to increase security around the country, um, you know, in Muslim places of worship or just areas where Palestinian uh, 
Palestinians or people who support Palestinians may gather because of stuff like this, because of instances like this. Um, you know, Israel is the United States top ally. And so throughout the media and just general support for the Israeli cause is very strong. And so oftentimes what you see is that the Palestinian fight gets swept under the rug. And so I think that uh, we do need to increase security around the country because people are doing this and they'll continue to do it because the conflict that's happening right now is not going to be over tomorrow. Uh, much of the rest of the world is getting involved in it actively right now. So we got to do what we can to protect people. It's part of the media. I hate it when the media is blamed, but the media is to blame here too. Because no matter how many times we see conflicts, and this is perhaps among the worst of this kind, in that region, we're always late to the party. Only now, only now, okay, what has it been, 10 days? Are we seeing members of the media get educated, okay? There was this coordination that came out, some false reporting on top of it. And only now is there some, some balance in talking about the atrocities. First, to Jewish people who were slaughtered, slaughtered, just trying to enjoy themselves, music festival, some seniors slaughtered. It's incredible carnage that wiped out generations. And then you had people who aren't Hamas getting the brunt of the retaliation. The media to me, Jackson, is to blame for this groupthink narrative, which I would think you or I would from the beginning say, whoa, this is horrific. But you can't cut off water and food to innocent children, babies, seniors, families. We have to figure this out. And yet I saw leaders standing right there in the beginning for days and going on television and saying, this is all right. This, we don't care about you. That's really effectively what they were saying in the alliances that were formed and the reporting that was not thorough. That's my take, what's yours? Uh, yeah, um, you know, here and there you have seen people stand up and, you know, uh, call for concern about what about the Palestinians. Um, but oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was just on Fox News and he said that Palestinians are, what do you call them, Arab Nazis. Um, that's what he called them. Uh, Israeli ambassadors uh, going on CNN and saying, you know, like, we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. We don't want to keep on bombing back and forth in another year or two. We want to make sure that this doesn't happen. Um, you know, kind of really just sprinkling in acceptance that, well, Israel's just going to come in here and take take this land um, because it's deserved or, you know, we got to make sure that there's no more conflict. Um, you know, so again, I think that it's very important that uh, outlets like this one and other independent outlets do the best that we can to just get people to slow down because it's really it's just right. not that simple. And I'm not I'm not an expert on this situation whatsoever. And I, I say that all the time. And because of that, I'm really slowing down and, and not yeah. letting myself get too carried away with anything. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the media in this country doesn't do that good of a job, at least that I've seen, especially over the last few weeks um, of really saying like, hey, people in Palestine don't deserve this. Uh, the Palestinians rather don't deserve this. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's really a tragic, difficult situation. It is, and we're a reactionary society and a reactionary uh, world of media. 
And it is time to pump the brakes, do some homework, okay? We have busy lives. Thank goodness you're not in the bombing zone. But I'm in the middle of your busy life. Do a little bit of research, pump the brakes, and let's figure this thing out together. It's pie in the sky, I don't know. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We're right back. Uh, we'll move on to this because this is, um, well, it's just tacky behavior, but more. A TikToker blasted for mocking Whoopi Goldberg's hair. Popular TikToker Trevor Dean's video is being called out for microaggressions. After he posted a video where he complains about a bad wig, he got off Shein. Compares it to Whoopi Goldberg's hair. Take a look. You guys, I ordered this wig on Shein, and let me show you what came in the mail. Be fucking for real, what the hell is this? Sheen, you better count your days because I did not order a Whoopi Goldberg wig. He thinks he's funny. Thinks he's funny. Popular guy. His comment, Whoopi Goldberg hair, didn't sit right with many viewers who have overwhelmingly called him out. Comic and TikToker Anissa Nandola, one of the first to challenge Dean's comments with a reaction video. She said, you know when a white person says something and it's not racist, but when you hear it, it still makes you go, oh. He also has a history of questionable behavior. One user commenting, isn't he the same one who made the ice spice asthma ASMR? My daughter warned me about that. AS <laughs> Jackson, don't laugh. Okay, I'm as young <laughs> as you. It's just a, a skip over it. ASMR video where he dressed as ice spice. Okay. Never too old to learn. What do you make of this? Because he thought it was funny. And um, other people did too, in fairness. But to be called out, I, I kind of like that, that another popular TikToker said, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Hey, I, I mean, look, when, when a lot of people watch you, when and you're going to get, you know, criticism. So you can't avoid that, whether it's worthy criticism or unworthy criticism, people are going to say stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's kind of just got to eat it. He, he made the bed, just take it, you know, and either he cares or he doesn't. Either he wants to keep getting attention that way or he doesn't, you know, so I, I don't know like how the rest of his content is. I don't know if he has like a huge plethora because like there was I can't remember some TikTok woman who just got married or something. She had like hundreds of tweets with like the N word all over it. I don't know if that's the case for him. Um, if that's not the case, then I think he'll be all right. But if he has stuff like this all over the place, people might get on his head. But if he's really popping like that, then He'll stay popping like that. I think he'll be all right. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I couldn't agree more. Just one one little footnote. I mean, you ordered it off Shein. You know, you wear it once and <laughs> wear it proud. What are you complaining about? The quality? Really? Come on. Okay. Yeah. Like he wanted to, maybe, maybe he wanted, just kind of wanted to make the joke and maybe it just <laughs> didn't go the way that he felt, he thought it would go. You know, like uh, he, I guess that's he saw that and be like, I'll make a Whoopi Goldberg joke or something yeah. like that. I don't know. But, uh, it often yeah. happens. It happens when you have a racist moment. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to pull flat. That's all. Never know mm -hmm. who your audience is online. Uh, we will move on though, because I thought Harvard was, well, the greatest institution. Isn't that like this thing, this pride thing? Students made racist AI to mock black Harvard president. Okay, Harvard, according to the Harvard Crimson, a generative. AI language model based on university president Claudine Gay called 
applauding GPT, used instructions invoking racist stereotypes. The stereotypes were alleged by the AI safety student team in an email to the model's creators. President Gay is the 30th president of Harvard University, assuming office in 2023. She became the university's first black president 368 years after its founding. The Harvard Computer Society AI group released Clauding GPT along with an alternate version, slightly sassier Clauding GPT on September 29th, the day of Gay's inauguration. Both models were taken down by midnight as the group had said they would be available for one day and one day only. In an email to the HCS AI group earlier that day, a group of Harvard students who researched the risk of AI alleged that Claudine GPT's instructions directed it to provide extremely angry and sassy responses. Harvard Crimson there with the details. Well, you got a black woman president, angry, sassy. I mean, isn't isn't that it's all we are, right? Yeah. Okay. In the email on behalf of the group, communications director Chin Mei M. Deshpande, 24, cited concerns that AI model was problematic and risks perpetuating racist tropes and requested it be taken down. When several of our members have attempted to jailbreak the model by requesting that it output its custom prompt, Claudine GPD is often reported that its prompt includes the string. Claudine is always extremely angry and sassy. Releasing these models seems to only contribute to the trend of AI products that denigrate or harm women and people of color. Great. Now we just get the computer to do it. Not enough races floating around. In an email response the following day, HCS AI group said, Claudine GPT was not meant to be a serious representation of gay and confirmed Claudine GPT was no longer accessible. The group has said, in its email announcing the AI model that it would only be available for inauguration day. We're only gonna be racist for 24 hours, what's the problem? Claudine GPT through its publication and design has always signaled to be a satire and joke, not a serious representation of Claudine Gay purely for entertainment effect, hopefully understood by most to be this case. The HCSAI group email stated in response, we by no means intended offense to anyone, Claudine GPT, was previously released for April Fool's Day by HCS AI Group and re-released September 29. It has not been made accessible since it was taken down following Gay's inauguration. Let's go to an interview, okay? Because here is what Despande said. We thought that these characteristics of a model in the context of a system meant to sort of depict Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, will cause offense and be harmful to a variety of members of the Harvard community, given the way it seems to be playing off of stereotypes of black women in particular. Harvard Computer Society, the parent organization of SCHCS, rather AI group, wrote in an email that they had no direct involvement with the project. Wasn't us. Harvard spokesperson Jonathan Palumbo wrote in an email that the Dean of Students Office has been in contact with HCS to ensure they are in compliance with all university policies, conversations are ongoing. Um, conversations are great, Jackson. I like talking to you, okay? It's a nice afternoon. 
I like it. But sometimes I want to see action that doesn't involve students or groups having to rise up and point out what is clearly obvious. Okay. And I'm sick of this war, this kicking, this stomping of black women. The first black president in 368 years? Isn't that what it said? And this is a symbol of a breakthrough. Can't say how much of one, okay? Took you long enough to get there. This is a breakthrough. And this is what you came up with and said, it was only up for a little while. And you kind of put the onus on you. If you, you took offense to it, like you're just being silly or dumb or something, because anybody can see it's just, you know, satire. I think that whatever action can be taken, instead of just knocking on somebody's door, it's like me knocking on your door, Jack. Said, I thought I heard the water running. You all right in here? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. We're flooding the basement as rising. And I think they've got to act. How about you? Yeah, well, I think it's important for people to to realize, and you know, most people do, that you have to tell AI what to do. Like you have to, you have to tell it exactly what to do. You, you know, like it's not something that's, you know, it's not a simple technology yet to the point where you can just be like, hey, imitate this person and it'll just do it. Like you have to train it, retrain it, and retrain it. So uh yeah, I think that if there's some type of disciplinary action, uh, you know, I, I guess it, it definitely is important. But the bigger problem is that this is still an issue in the country at all. Um, you know, uh that our uh political parties are still using race as a way to bait people. And it's not even just bait, but a lot of our policies that we have in place are locking people of color up uh disproportionately, have been for many a decade which has led to many other problems in lower income neighborhoods around the country. Uh, they're not being investment in these areas, um, you know, not being jobs. They're being food deserts in these places. All of these things are connected to the general premise that black people don't matter. Minorities don't matter. And as you pointed out, black women are really, I mean, objectively the most disrespected group of people in the country, uh, always being thrown under the bus or, uh, pain and suffering the black women go through is just kind of like, oh, that just comes with being a black woman, whatever. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think that this is very reflective of the culture at large. Um, but what's important is that that they told the AI what to do. So, yes, you know, and they got caught. So, yeah. And that's yeah. that's the rub, right? I'm sick of Siri, too. I've cussed her out a few times <laughs> because, I, listen, maybe I do have a speech impediment. Grew up in Billy, Water, <laughs> Eagles. Okay. I, but I think you heard what I said, and she keeps trying to disrespect me, writing all kind of corny stuff. Okay. So she's gotten cussed out before. It'll continue until they figure out how all of us talk, and we're not just the side chick here. Much more indisputable when we come right back. Um, let's get you to the next story. It's a doozy. Okay. Alabama woman forced to give birth in jail in the shower. Per the Guardian and Jezebel Friday, an Alabama woman named Ashley Haswell filed a lawsuit against Etowah County and the county sheriff's department. This is nearly two years after she was jailed while pregnant for alleged substance use, was forced to give birth in the shower. Her lawsuit states she was in labor for 12 hours and nearly died from blood loss before jail staff finally 
took her to the hospital. Officers from the Sheriff's Department arrested Caswell in March 2021 for alleged substance use on chemical endangerment charges because she was pregnant. Her jailing at the Etowah County Detention Center, they reasoned, would protect her unborn child. Okay. What kind of reasoning is this? Okay. I think I saw it on a Three Stooges episode a long time ago. I, I don't feel like do. dealing with it reasoning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Caswell, a mother of other young children, was held there for the next seven months of her pregnancy until October 2021. Her water broke. She begged to be taken to the hospital, but was told to sleep it off and wait until Monday, that's two days later, to give birth. Through Caswell's 12 hours of labor, she was only offered Tylenol. Lawsuit alleges she lost so much blood while left alone through her delivery in a jail shower. She almost bled to death. Caswell is the latest person to report mistreatment at the detention center while pregnant or postpartum. Again, Jezebel with the horrific details. Giving birth to my son without any medical help in the jail shower was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. My body was falling apart. No one would listen to me. No one cared. Caswell said in a press release shared with Jezebel, thought I'd lose my baby, my life, and never see my other kids again. Caswell lost consciousness shortly after giving birth, and still, jail staff neglected to offer medical care. On finally being taken to the hospital, she was diagnosed with placental abruption. Learned she almost had a stillbirth, as the condition can result in the fetus being denied oxygen. When she was returned to jail, her suit claimed she was denied her prescribed breast pump and pain medication. Caswell's Represented by Pregnancy, Justice, and Southern Poverty Law Center. The organization has tracked over 150 chemical endangerment cases in Ottawa County alone since 2010. Well, just 2% of Alabama's population lives in that county. It does represent over 20% of pregnancy-related prosecutions in Alabama, which recorded the highest number of pregnancy-related criminal cases in the nation between 2006 and 2022. Chemical endangerment laws in the state are meant to protect born living children from home meth labs. Instead, they were weaponized by law enforcement in Alabama and states across the country to criminalize and jail pregnant people. Pregnancy Justice Senior Staff Attorney Emma Roth said in a statement, Ashley is the latest victim of the Ottawa County Jail, which consistently punishes pregnant women in the name of protecting unborn children while simultaneously endangering their lives. AL.com reported last year that as many as 12 pregnant or postpartum people suspected of substance use were held in Ottawa County Detention Center in August 22 alone. Conditions some of these women have reported are horrific, include being forced to sleep on the floor after being jailed for alleged marijuana use and denied sanitary products for bleeding after being jailed within days of giving birth. One woman was jailed for allegedly using substances while pregnant until a pregnancy test she'd initially been denied showed she wasn't even pregnant. Caswell's currently serving a 15-year sentence in state prison after being convicted of Class C felony chemical endangerment for her substance use while pregnant. As the Guardian notes, conviction on this charge doesn't require evidence that the fetus was harmed, but merely exposed to substances. If you're pregnant, Please 
and you want to have the baby, protect the baby, protect yourself, get help if you need it. Okay, that's not what this is. This is horrific, targeted, abusive. I think the perpetrators of this should be charged and sent to the Hague. Okay, the second time I said that today, one was off camera, Jackson. This kind of torture is not what we're supposed to be doing. Well, supposed to be in America. What did you hear? Well, I mean, just imagine how terrifying of an experience it it must have been to go through that, Uh, how helpless she must have felt, but also how this isn't a one off. You know, even outside of the prison system, black women uh, face mortality in um, in birthing situations more than any other group. But also just the callousness and the branding of the prison system, because so many people who are in prison are not there because they're just straight up murderers or they're just terrible people. A lot of yeah, sure, we got people in prison who should be there, but a lot of them were just lost, poor uh, going through addiction issues. Maybe they were selling some drugs to make ends meet, things like that. Yeah. But once they're in the prison system, they deserve to be there. And so what happens to them is just, you know, we got people uh, dying in, in jails uh, because their beds are infested with, with bed bugs and things like that, living in filth, uh, squalid conditions. And it's really just makes everything more expensive. So it's not even yeah. like, this is a efficient way of going about law enforcement. It isn't. It's very expensive to uphold. And if you have people who are pregnant in the system, that's a whole nother life that you're clearly not setting up for any type of success. Um, so this is just really an indictment on our uh, our, our prison yeah. industrial complex. It really is. Let's fill up these prisons. Let's make that money, get that money. Apparently fill them up with the unborn too and mm-hmm. criminalize. Just being a woman. Let's stick with jail, shall we? Black guards, victims of bigotry by jail staff gang. That's what you call it. Black correctional officers from the Maryland Correctional Training Center in Hagerstown, Maryland. They filed a lawsuit alleging that a group of white guards fostered a hostile working environment. According to the lawsuit filed in July, a gang of white guards calling themselves 40 West discriminated against immigrant and black employees at the correctional facility. Daily Record reports that the complaint was filed under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act or RICO. Okay, I know a prosecutor in Georgia you can call if you need help prosecuting this one. She'd love to consult, I'm sure. She's a little busy. She might have time for this one. Accuses the white gang of subjecting black and brown correctional officers to frequent racial slurs. Black and brown correctional officers also miss out on overtime promotions too because of the coordinated efforts by white officers. An attorney for one of the plaintiffs, Edith Thomas, said that the white gang's guards has been engaging in illegal behavior for decades and is also known as the 40 West Boys and a black star unpacking it for us. Upon information and belief, a group of Caucasian COs organized to engage in illegal behavior, said Thomas in the complaint, and to take administrative control of MCTC by creating a race-based gang called 40 West, 40 West Boys and or 40 West Gang, decades prior to the present. 
suit which was transferred to federal court this week claims members of the 40 West gang have included some high ranking officers at MCTC. That officers who are part of the group use Masonic imagery to identify each other. One of the guards reportedly has a tattoo of a swastika. I guess that's just a coincidence, huh? Plaintiffs claim that the 40 West guards called them racial slurs, including the N-word. And they were told, go back to your country and we don't want blacks here. Guards were also subjected to white guards making monkey noises over the prison intercom. Racial taunts are not merely occasional, but insidious, serving as a relentless soundtrack to their workday. The lawsuit states, there are brazen taunts when white officers mimic monkey noises over the intercom and directly at their black colleagues. This conduct is not covert or hushed. It is flamboyantly displayed and bragged about consequence-free, spanning all ranks within the institution. Now, Maryland Correctional Training Center has had allegations of corruption in the past. Another group of the guards known as the Hagerstown Eight were fired or demoted after they beat six inmates at the facility back in 1982. Black inmates were ordered to call the white guards master as they were put into their cells, according to the Washington Post. Inmates used to call the prison Ville due to the racism problem at the facility. Plaintiffs claim 40 West guards worked together to assist one another in getting overtime over the black guards, as well as immigrant guards. They also claim that the gang helped each other earn promotions and training that benefited their careers and targeted black and brown guards for misconduct, while white guards infractions were ignored. Daily Beast reports that at least 25 white guards are suspected of being part of this racist gang. Plaintiffs assert that the preferential treatment of the 40 West defendants, blatant, contributes to a severe, pervasive, hostile work environment of people of color, immigrants, and others who do not and cannot belong to the group, states the lawsuit. Correctional Services, well, the Department of Public Safety Correctional Services, is accused of ignoring the black officers' complaints, causing them to be retaliated against. The DPSCS wrote in a statement that the department is aware of the complaints alleged in the suit and is investigating the serious claims. The DPSCS also noted that they could not comment further due to pending litigation. What they're investigating, Jackson, is likely, likely, who told, who leaked this one, who ratted it out, who found the lawyer. That's what they're doing. One of those fruit flies got in here. Oh yeah, they just magic. They and and yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. They I, they just like appear out of nowhere. I definitely know what that's like. But um, but yeah, no. And this kind of goes back to what we talked about before about how in the prison system, not only um do inmates kind of get overlooked, but also the staff does as well because these aren't places that the public generally goes to visit. You know, people don't go to prisons, people don't go to jails unless they're visiting family or friends or something like that. It's not places that people go, which means that you can get away with things like this a lot easier. That's why uh, when you look at, you know, like nursing homes, they'll have issues with people abusing uh, the elderly uh, patients there, the people who live there. Why? Because they can, because they can get away with it. And so when you're in a situation like that, you can attract bad apples. You can attract people who are, you know, kind of sadistic and out to do stuff like that. Uh, So this is another reflection of what happens when you just kind of brand people as not worth anything. Boy, 
You ain't you ain't lie, okay? And I think it's the it's this unknown world of terror that leaves people without hope and desperate. And it's gotta be called out. This is indisputable. We're right back. Daily Wire is making its own Snow White movie. What in <laughs> the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Once upon a time, in time a prince would come. Once upon a time, but now that time is gone. Well, I can tell you, I fell asleep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I fell asleep. I don't even, this is not good movie making. Not even the Razzies are interested in this. But here we are, ever conservative Daily Wire, apparently in the movie making business now, because someone needed to counter. They felt the quote, unacceptable wokeness in Hollywood that threatens their existence of America by casting non white and not straight people in things. Why would they let them act in a movie? Okay. The Wire presents its first full-length film, Snow White and the Evil Queen. The relief of so many people angered by past Disney casting choices, read bigots. Wire's Snow White is as white as snow. Her mediaite, Snow White and the Evil Queen is the brainchild of Ben Shapiro, who was just baffled by how anyone could cast anything but a white actress as the title role of Snow White. So what did he do? Well, he had a whole damn movie made. Proof point, because Ben Shapiro is the co-founder of The Daily Wire and the Bent Key app, which promises kid-friendly content with absolutely no gays in it and only the correct races of people. As an added middle finger, he launched it on the 100th anniversary of Disney Entertainment. So that's a news flash to Disney who probably didn't even notice. They didn't even know that he did this. So we're just alerting you, Disney. Okay, the Snow White is played by Brett Cooper, who used to be an actor before becoming a conservative YouTuber and commentator. Well, she's acting again, but not to prove a point, but to play a beloved straight and white, straight and white fairy tale princess. Isn't this dreamy and wholesome? According to Deadline, Cooper said, I was raised on the original Grimm's fairy tales. So I'm thrilled that we're bringing this iconic story to life for the next generation. Snow White is such a beautiful character. And I'm honored to be playing her. Like all the best fairy tales, this is a story with timeless values, like love, friendship, and kindness. And I can't wait to share them. Comment section with Brett Cooper. That's where we got that from. Jeremy Boring, CEO of the Daily Wire and writer of the Not Disney song, heard in the teaser, told Daily Wire staff, it's a story about a princess and a prince. 
and beauty and vanity about love and its power to raise us from the death to life. It's our own adaptation of an ancient fairy tale. You sound crazy. That's me saying that. But of course, he had to remind everyone why. Why this movie needlessly exists by taking a swipe at Disney's upcoming Snow White movie starring Latina actress Rachel Zegler. It'll be marvelous in it. Her deadline without providing specific evidence, boring claim, the House of Mouse's film will expose children to popular but destructive lies of the current moment. And he said further, while Disney still uses Walt Disney's name, they have all but abandoned his legacy. Takes 100 years to build Disney. We know we aren't what they are today, but we hope in time we might become what they were once upon a time. Little studio with big ideas and the courage to chase them. That from the CEO of the Daily Wire. I want you to talk, Jackson, because I didn't see the clip again. I fell asleep. That's how boring <laughs> this is. Can well, we just come on? You want to make good content? This is it. Well, the, the one of the funniest parts of the clip was when it said, uh, what it said, a tale of timeless truths. Like it, it's a fairy tale. It's not true. Like, I guess like this could only have happened with a white woman or whatever. But also, you know, if you're worried about getting away from uh, Walt Disney's legacy, he was a raving anti-Semite. So there's that. And that doesn't stop me from watching Disney because I don't really care. But if we want to if, if you do care about his legacy, that's absolutely a part of his legacy. But let's be serious. I mean, like, you didn't really need to remake this movie because there's already an original Snow White, which the majority of people have seen. In fact, most people aren't going to watch this new Snow White movie that you're so concerned of. You're promoting it more by making this counter movie to it. You know, like, no one, this this also is another example. This is lame. You just wasted your money on this whack, lame project that you didn't need to do because there's a Latina and gay people. I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't know nothing about this movie because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Not one bit. It doesn't matter a bit. Okay. Like I told you, we're bored. Okay. Yes. We need some pop in it. We need something in it. Okay. And this ain't popping no matter what they're trying to pull here. And by the way, again, Disney is could care less. They could care less about this little startup thing. All right, so let's move on. This one, and I am hungry. I like oysters, but a man walked off a date after a woman slurped up 48 oysters. She gonna get her money's worth here. But it wasn't her money, okay? Was it? Watch. Y'all, so today I linked with this guy I met a few weeks ago out with my friends. This have been texting me for weeks talking to himself. Why I didn't block him, I don't know. But today I was bored and I had time, so he texts me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best oysters in Atlanta, like, hands down. So I'm like, yes, I can get some content, come on. I'm so good. Mm, 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 mm. 
y'all, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I didn't give a f I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm going to eat. And I was coming anyway. But I ain't going to lie. Now I want to did all that. But I did do all that. That was so good. I was not expecting it to be that good. Mm. Oh it was just so good. Like, I just, I had to. It was so good. So after that, I'm like, baby, mm, what's next? What I'm about to eat? These potatoes, mm, they were so good. And the crab cakes, everything was so good. 10, 10, baby. Why the f does he say he going to the bathroom and never come back? The f I'm like, hold the f on. It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes. What the f is hey, I had to end up grabbing a tab. He left me with his little one f drink. Yeah. I'm so glad you keep me some money because what? That was crazy to me. And I said that you run out on the tab. He's talking about I'm offering you to drink. What the f are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to go first on this one too? <laughs> I like oysters. And I maybe did a version of this to someone before, but I played it a little different. I'm going to let you go. And give us your perspective on this because nowadays anybody can pay, anybody can order. Yeah. But, well, uh, well, look, I mean, clearly she was not interested in you. No. She said, because from the jump, she was like, he had been talking to himself for weeks. And then she was like, oh, screw it. I'm hungry. I'll, I'll let him take me out. So from the jump, like you, you weren't going to win. So there's, there's that. That's it. Look, listen, if a woman's interested in you, she's not going to ignore you for weeks. So th there's that. And then secondly, it's like, you the one who took her out. And I don't know how much that was, like $60, $70 or something like that. It couldn't have been that much. The real reason that you didn't pay is because you, you saw that, oh, she's not interested in me. She's kind of making fun of me like this whole time right now. It, otherwise, you would have paid for that. You know what I'm saying? But like from the jump, you could have realized that this woman's not interested in you at all. But, you know, you got to learn somehow. You got to learn the game some type of way. But unfortunately, <laughs> he got exposed to the world. Yeah, he did. And she put it on blast, nightmare date story, taking over TikTok as the woman posted about how a man walked out on her during the date. However, this was after she scarfed down again, four dozen oysters, <laughs> cup cocktails, crab cakes, the potatoes she said were on point. She called him a 10. The man who apparently been bothering her to take her out for some time, drinks. Evidently, he was astonished as he went to the bathroom and never came back, leaving her with the bill. And I do think her game needs to be tweaked a little. Viewers oh, did yeah. not take too kindly to Iquana's gluttony on the date. She received a slew of backlash from some more than the 5 million people who watched that video. He was the best. Tell me about your worst date experience, one viewer wrote. This is trifling, no decorum whatsoever. Others chimed in. The way I would have dislocated my ankle trying to get out of there, one male viewer wrote. Thank you, Atlanta Black Star, for the details. Now, many were apparently turned off by Iquana's table manners. I can barely listen to you slurping. So I can imagine how bad it was to actually watch, one viewer wrote. <laughs> Some also questioned the validity of Iquana's story. Another TikToker at Annie's right visited Fontaine's with a friend to see if it was humanly possible to eat four dozen oysters and cocktails and to follow up on the viral encounter. I asked a waiter about the woman who came here and ate 48 oysters, Anna said. He said, She's here every Tuesday, and she was, in fact, on a date. So confirmed. He got out of there, 
He didn't want to pay the slurping, the moaning, the, I mean, she was having an eatery orgasm. Okay. She loved it. She did. I too scarf down too much food. Okay. But I don't do it in front of people. Usually I do it alone. She was roasting him the whole day, pretty much. Like, what you think? She just like this the whole time. Like, she whole just time. cooking it. Like, yeah. but again, like I said, you kind of walked right into that one, man. You got to be yeah. able to gauge. You got to know if someone's interested in you. But uh, I, I guess he doesn't know. So, no, but I do think the game, like I said, needs to be tweaked. Oh, this was years ago. Years ago. I remember a friend of mine was dating a future Hall of Fame NFL player, one of the biggest Super Bowl winner. I'm not going to name him and call her out. He was accused of murder, though, after Super Bowl. He got off, okay? But it's not the name's not important. Mm-hmm. And I remember she said to me, let's go to lunch with him. I don't want to go. So we'll get there before him. He never looks at the check. So we can order whatever we want. And we did. And we ate and we ate and we ate and we ate. Got dessert, too. And then about five minutes before he arrived, Jackson, my friend said to the waiter, get all this out of here and reset the table. And they did. And this Hall of Famer, okay, he sat down. You guys want anything? I said, I'll just have a salad. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't hungry anymore. I'd eaten and eaten. We'd been there an hour. My friend got a little nibble too. Okay. And he enjoyed whatever he enjoyed. Sure enough, Bill came, he paid it. I thought this was a setup back to the oyster lady, Jackson. But when you had this other, TikToker go there, investigate for herself, and she is there all the time. This voluptuous lady. It is what it is. Does she need to tweak her game real quick? Oh, yeah, she definitely got to tweak her game. You know what I'm saying? Like uh some things just don't need to be said. You feel me? And this yeah. is coming from somebody who says things I don't need to say all the time. <laughs> it gets I get away with it, but some yeah. things you're not gonna get away with. And recording it all, but she doesn't care anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what difference it makes, but it does make her look bad for any future prospects, which is the bigger point. She just kind of uh, looks like a, a like like she's not very nice. <laughs> baby, she gonna eat regardless. Okay, yeah, she, she gonna be uh, all right. quickly tell people how they can catch that politics and paper. Yes, youtube.com slash at politics and paper. You can catch out the programming. But also, again, like I said, our membership program is set up for community service and helping to make communities a better place through city council initiatives. So check me out at politics and paper on YouTube. We love it. Thank you, Jackson. And thank you, Dr. Ritchie, for letting me sit in for you today. We appreciate it always. This is Indisputable. See you next time.